My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. 27 before 5 o'clock in our Get Up and Go this morning. We are chatting to a multi-talented lady. She is an arts producer, an arts manager, TV producer, production designer, and uh, she's also got an amazing mini-series that's coming on to SABC1. And we're chatting to Karabom Jali. A very good morning to you. Good morning, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for being with us. You are the executive producer with MG Dini. And before we get into uh, the production and all the work that you've done in the media, let's start with your get up and go. What's your morning daily routine that gets you up and going? Well, we have a baby. <laughs> so he is generally our morning routine. So um, he, even now, you know, uh, when you produce called. She was like, oh, you're up. And I thought, oh, you have no idea. I'm up but every morning at this time. Exactly. But a part of um, besides him being part of the morning routine, um, it is usually like when I get up in the morning, I don't I don't actually wake up and get out of bed immediately. Um, I, start, I, I set my alarm for half an hour before I actually need to get up just so that I can lie down for a little bit so that I can kind of reflect and think about the day and the things and the tasks that I have to do for that day, just to to have a little bit of, of a moment of focus. I, I guess you could call it a meditation of sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds yeah. very, very good. And as a working mother, I suppose there are many women right now listening to you who are up at this hour because they are nursing their little ones who can definitely relate to what you are saying. Tell us more about what it is that you do and your career journey. Um, so as you mentioned, I, I'm an arts manager or arts administrator, which means I generally work in the arts NGO sector. Um, and I'm currently working as a stakeholder liaison and communications officer at SAMA Foundation. But I'm also a freelance filmmaker, um, and I just produced Njindini for SABC1 and um, co-owner of a production company called Image and Imagine. And um, I also freelance as a production designer. So I design sets and costumes for theater and TV productions. And I'm currently working on You Fool, How Can the Sky Fall, which will be at the Market Theater that's, that's directed by James Noble. Mm. Now let's talk about how you started in your career. Okay, so I, as a filmmaker, I started while I was still at this university. Uh, some friends of mine came to uh, uh, friends of my me and some friends came together. We started a production company, and like uh, even at the young age of twenty, we pitched at SABC for for a documentary series, and we got two documentaries. So really, my 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 career as a filmmaker was kickstarted by that. And then um, about two years later, I also started freelancing as a production designer. And I guess my obsession while I was at school was to make sure that I don't leave school with nothing, you know. I, I, I had this thing where I was like, I must put things in my CV. I can't leave here, and all I've done is school. Um, and um, and then as a, okay, so that's as a production designer. And mm-hmm. as an arts manager, I studied arts management at Wits University. I also studied production design at Wits University. And in 2010, I got an internship at Business and Arts South Africa for a year, and that's really where my training as an arts manager was honed. And um, a year after that, I started working at the Arts and Culture Trust, where I worked for six years up until last year when I joined Salmon Foundation. 
And in terms of your your own career and the work that you've done, you know, do you do you find that you know the opportunities for women creators, filmmakers in this country are growing and increasing? I think they are, but you know, just to be honest, I think it is a little bit slow. We still work in quite a, a male-dominated um, industry and to an extent even um, quite a white-dominated industry. So to have like a young black woman executive producing or in a leadership um, position on a production, it's, it's not, not that it's rare, you know, I won't lie and be like, oh, you know, no, nobody does it. But it's, it's, more, it's, more often that it's more often not the case. So it is, the industry is kind of changing, but it's changing really, really slow. And I do still feel that as a young black woman in, in these spaces, I do have to fight a little bit harder and push a little bit harder to be taken seriously. Mm. Tell us about, you know, the, the show that's currently on the miniseries M. Jindini and it's part of a series that, you know, SABC One is showing on Sunday evenings. Yes, so it's a four-part miniseries on SABC One. The first episode aired this past Sunday at 8 o'clock and episode two will be on um, um, this coming Sunday, also at 8 o'clock. M. Jindini is a story about an everyday, a minor named Amos, who um, life is really hard for him. His wife is pregnant with the third child and she's having a very difficult pregnancy and really nothing is going right for Amos. And then there is a tremor in the mine where he works, which is partly caused by him. And uh, while he almost lost his life in the tremor, he happens to find a satchel of gold. So that's, that's kind of what happened in episode one. And the rest, the rest of the three episodes will be him hatching a plan to try and get that gold out of the mine. And we're not going to give everything away, are we? Yeah, no, that's that's literally <laughs> all I can give away. <laughs> and, you know, being somebody that is in a leadership role as an executive uh, producer, talk to us about what leadership means to you. Well, it hasn't been easy um, being an executive producer, especially being a young executive producer. So I, 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 I've been told I look a little bit younger than I actually am. So... Sometimes when I get on set or when I get somewhere and, you know, people realize that I'm the leader, it it kind of becomes a little bit hard because some people don't really take it seriously. Mm -hmm. But however, I think really one of the most important aspects of leadership that I learned from executive producing engineering was that the people who work for us are human beings and to understand, you know, that I am working with humans and sometimes they get tired and sometimes they get sick and sometimes they get irritable and sometimes people fight or argue. So, so it's, it's really about that, about, you know, if somebody calls and they're like, I'm late or I'm sick, I'm not going to make it, reminding myself constantly that these are human beings and we are working with people here. And whenever we have challenges on set and whenever we're dealing with anything on set, it's, it, I constantly remind myself that I'm dealing with other humans and some of the issues that they're going through, it's anything that can also happen to me. Um, and also just that responsibility, you know, remembering that you're in a responsible role, so you have to be exemplary most of the time. You have to, and as much as, you know, I, I laugh with the people on set and I'm cool with the people on set, you know, you, you still have to kind of remind people that, okay, guys, it's time to start and whatnot. So not 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 slipping into the fun too much, but also being human and also being relatable and also being on set and laughing with people and being accessible. 
most importantly, because I think I was quite an accessible producer, sometimes to my detriment, but it really helped because I knew my crew could talk to me. I knew that people could be honest with me. And I knew if there was a problem, people knew that I was approachable and I'd, I'd try my best to fix that issue. And in terms of what some of your biggest learnings are, you've indicated that learning and accepting that people are human, you know, they, they, they get sick, they get tired, they get irritable. But personally for yourself, you know, how has being in a leadership role taught you uh, about yourself? What are some of the things you've learned about yourself? Well, I learned that I am actually much stronger than I thought. Um, when it's, it's, it's actually so funny because when we, we pitched the story to SABC in, I think, 2016, and in 2017, uh, I, I think it was literally the day after I had given birth, literally, I got a call from SABC and they were like, you know, we, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, when I was about seven months pregnant, they called and they said, guys, you got the gig. And I was like so excited and I was screaming. And I was like to my husband, yes. And he was like freaking out because he was like, oh no, is something wrong? And then like a day after I gave birth, um, I got a call to say, we need this, 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 this. And um, so literally I started working on MGD, like right after giving birth. Two days later, I went home. I was breastfeeding, holding there's this contraption that my son was sitting on, breastfeeding, typing out budgets and working. And I mean, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's it took a lot out of me mm. because I was new as a mother and uh, everything that I was experiencing with my son, it was the first time, but I knew that I had to keep pushing because it was like two years from when we had submitted that proposal. This was our dream, you know, and, and also I just told myself that I can't, I won't allow, you know, um, anything to kind of stand in my way and I had a lot of support. That's, yeah. that's, that I have to mention that. So my mother was there. My grandmother was there. If there were moments where I needed to do something, I could do it. I could give them the baby. I could fall asleep. So having a support system really, really helps. And I learned that. I learned to surround myself with people who are, are, who support me, who who teach me as well, and who make my life easier. And that's the only way. that's the only way I survive doing, like currently right now, I have three jobs, including a full-time job. That's the only way I survive. I survive because of the people I surround myself with. I own a production design company with a wonderful designer named Intabisig Magone, and we work well together, you know, so we support each other. When we get a gig, you know, we split the, the, the responsibilities according to, um, you know, the, the kind of time allocation that we have. Mm. And I've just, I've just learned that I'm actually really resilient. I'm much stronger than I ever would have thought and I am strong because of the people, because of my village, essentially. I like that I'm strong because of my village. And, you know, when you uh, think about uh, the, the lessons that you've learned, you've mentioned that you've uh, discovered that you're much stronger than you think. Uh, talk to us as well about what keeps you going on a daily basis, you know, through the many things that you do, because you're a lady that wears different hats all the time. Yeah. I won't lie, you know, and I'm not going to romanticize it and be like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's really, it's really exhausting. And before I had a child, it was much easier um, to do all of these things, you know, but now I really have to portion my time. I really have to make sure that I make time uh, to, to spend with, with my son. And one of the biggest challenges I faced while we were shooting in Gindini was being away from my child. And um, that month, it was the month that he was learning how to walk. Mm. 
Um, and I just remember thinking, oh, my God, we're going to miss his first steps. It's going to be so devastating. But fortunately, he changed his sleeping schedule to kind of accommodate us because we would leave at like 4 or 5 in the morning and we'd come back at like 10, 11 at night. So, some, so there were days when we'd miss him completely. So eventually he'd stop sleeping at, at, at his bedtime and then he started sleeping late. And the day that he did take his first steps, we had just walked in from set and we were able to catch it on the video. So that's my first biggest challenge is that, you know, um, it keeps me away. Having so many jobs keeps me away from my family. I miss out on some milestones for my son. But at the end of the day, I constantly remind myself that the things that I do, I do for him, you know, and, and, and me working so hard, I'm working hard for him. It's also another challenge and something that I, I'm constantly learning is time management and also not biting more than I can chew because uh, there are times when I turn down jobs because I know that, realistically speaking, I'm working on one, two, three, and if I take this, I'm setting myself up for failure because that's just too much to take on. And also, like I said, scheduling time for my son. Like, I, I literally have to schedule that on Sunday, Kawa and I are going for a walk, you know. I literally have to schedule that on Friday evening, my husband and I are going to go to the movies. Mm. And it, it seems, it's hard, you know, because some of these things, you think it's things that should happen naturally, especially because you live with people. But I've learned that they don't. And it was a huge challenge before, but I'm kind of slowly learning to kind of interweave all the aspects of my life to kind of work together. And for mothers wearing uh, multiple hats and, uh, you know, also juggling different uh, aspects of their lives and they're struggling to cope, how would you advise them? Uh, When you need help, ask for help. You know, having a baby has really taught me that, that I must ask for help. It's, it's, It's brought me really closer with some of my friends who you know, are willing to do that if, if, if there's a meeting that was not planned and I need somebody to stay with the child because my husband is also a filmmaker. So his schedule is really, really hectic. He teaches at City Varsity and also freelances as a filmmaker. And he's also been working. He's the creator and director of Engine and Writer. So, you know, he, he also has his hands full. And honestly, it's, just, it's about asking for help and being realistic. Like, do not bite more than you can chew because it just does you and your family more of a disservice. But all of these things are, are not things that come overnight. It's things you have to learn. And sometimes it's things we learn um, over years. And, and most importantly, be strong. You know, mothers who, who, who are, I, I came across this term called slashers, you know, uh, actress, slash, designer, slash, yes. whatever. Yes. Mothers who do multiple things, also just you, you need to be strong. You need to be realistic about how, you plan your time, and you need to constantly remind yourself why you are doing what you are doing, because otherwise the guilt will kill you. Absolutely wonderful uh, advice there. You know, don't try and be superwoman. Do what you can. Yeah, absolutely. Is there an inspirational quote or message that you live by that you can share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, I can't remember who the quote is by. Oh, I really suck. Um, but there are, there are two uh, quotes that I live by. And the first one is that we are not here to see through one another, but to see one another through. And this is the one that I constantly remind myself of when I'm facing especially challenges on set and I'm facing challenges with people. I remind myself that we are here to pull each other up. We are here to see one another through. And the other quote is my mother's motto. And and my mom always says that in life you get what you negotiate. 
And I always live by that. And anyone who knows me will tell you I am an avid negotiator. (laughs) And it's because of that. You know, my mom kind of taught me that you don't give up, you know. The worst, you ask for what you want. The worst that can happen is that somebody will say no. But but, But you have to negotiate what you want in life. That is true. And uh, there is a saying that further says you get in life what you ask for. Yeah, absolutely. If you ask for it, you know, the worst that they can say is no. But if you never ask, you'll never know. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, please do remind us again, when does M. Jindini play uh, every Sunday? Yes. So M. Jindini plays every Sunday on SABC1 at 8 o'clock. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, it's Mjindini, on SABC1. And on Twitter, it's Mjindini. Um, and the hashtag is Mjindini. And I would really appreciate everybody's support. I think it's a fantastic show. We had the screening at um, Black Grill House and Wine Bar in Rosebank, and it was fantastic. Um, quite a few people were there. The, the, the feedback we got was really, really positive. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about this one. And I hope that anyone who missed episode one will catch up um, this Sunday on SABC two um, um, on episode two, which is on SABC one. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM. How can people get in touch with you on uh, social media? So on social media, on Facebook, I am Garabo Lukwabe Njali. And then on Twitter, it's at Obarak1. That's Obarak is Garabo spelled backwards. So it's at Obarak1. And also you can catch me on the pages um, for Njindini as well. Perfect. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for thank you so joining much, us uh, this morning. It's nine minutes before five o'clock. Stay with us right here on SAFM.